This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Porpoise Pod went on here as the Dolphins getting ready for the Browns this week. Week 10 and this is the uh, last game before the Dolphins hit the bye week. As uh, did, you, did you get the uh, the Goosey Solano watching the speech this week? Where uh, I it's did. A one, it's a one game season. You know, it's a one game season. Let's carry everything into the bye week. I mean, how can you not love what Mike McDaniel has to say to the crew? He's always got the uh, the perfect football term, right? To like throw it at his team. It, it's like it's like he was born for this, Tobin. It's uh, it's the Gooseys. It's Gooseys galore. It is say. every time. Is. Every time he talks, it, you can't get enough of this guy. I, he just. It's so clear that he's just got a lot of love in that locker room. Everybody just seems to uh, just adore how he goes about things. And why wouldn't they? I mean, like the, the success, the proof has been in the pudding with what he's gone out there and, and gotten for them. And then, you know, he's gotten the, the right kind of, you know, base for this team as far as his guys. We saw this with Jeff Wilson this week. I mean, Jeff Wilson, what a monster coming in there, running like a man's man, trucking over fools, making big time plays. You know, Tua was in awe of what Jeff Wilson was doing on top of, we know he loves Mostert like a child. I mean, him and Mostert, it's 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 like Batman and Robin. That that's 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 a relationship right there. And he scouted Jeff Wilson. So like, you know, he's got his guys in the foxhole right now between like Mostert, Wilson, Craycraft, and Sherfield. Those are his dudes, and he's going to battle with them. Yeah, I, I miss Craycraft, by the way. I miss him. You I know, do he too. was he, he caught that little touchdown earlier this season. It was so adorable. It was so adorable watching him celebrate. But you're right, man. Like, we talked about how surprised we were with Jeff Wilson. Bro, dude brought him over to Miami, scored a touchdown, led the team in rushing yards. Like, how how often does that happen where the guy who you signed or, or traded for but you acquired three days before is able to contribute in that way to help you beat, you know, on the road a, a, a pretty okay team? Like, it, it doesn't happen so often, Tobin. No, I mean, like... It, it, it's definitely and especially that's what they've been wanting for that position so to think that you know he comes and makes that immediate impact right away it, it's just very impressive and and it, it feels needed like we talked about the need of the 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 two moves that they made going to that trade deadline being uh you know shoring up the run game and shoring up the pass rush and look justin fields was a ghost out there he was too hard to to bring down but we think we saw some of the elements of what that's going to be but the run game just having that counterbalance. Like, look, this is a pass first team. They're big plays, they're aerial attack, but they need that balance. And and he certainly brought that. And I think that uh it seems like a seamless fit with him already. Yeah. Really, really um, great. I I bro, I didn't I didn't realize he was like a workhorse, though. Like he's just a bulldozer. I didn't realize that. I thought he was more, you know, pass catching speed back. And I mean, at least the way it looked, like he's just running over people the entire time like it was it was it was wild yeah i don't remember what uh i don't remember who put it out there one of the dolphins beat guys put out like a statement on him from mcdaniel's like sam fran days and he's just like yeah he carries that undraftedness around with him like that chip on the shoulder i was like oh that's good that's like some miami heat stuff like where they all they're all undrafted they're all over they're all overlooked and you definitely (laughs) i think you you have some of that with this team too with like cater kohu like undrafted dog just going out there he's always in now like pro football focuses top rated rookies it's crazy what some of the some of the fines that they've had had on this team this year but 
just a just a nice cherry on top as far as guys knowing Mike McDaniel's system. It's uh, it adds all the all the uh, the ugliness adds to the real sexiness, which is that passing game, which is good because I can't get it. I, it's it's a lot of this is like a drug. I can't I can't I I don't I don't ever want it to end. I can't. I'm looking forward to Sundays now. I'm just I'm just counting down the days to wow. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle do their thing. It's so much fun. It is right now. It's it's the bet. It's like you know. I just want to put it in my veins every I know. single Sunday. Because you, you know, know, like the narrative, you know, the narrative like around everybody right now is like, oh, football's not that great right now. Everybody's throwing for, you know, 150 yards. Not not down here. It's the greatest. I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is the best season ever. <laughs> it's the best. Bro, I'm having so much fun. This is the best season ever. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, I, I, I a little not- baggy for me, please. Like this is, this is without a doubt the most fun. I told you on Sunday, like this is the most fun I've had watching football. And that, that, that week two game against Baltimore was really like that tipping point where you're saying, what the hell did we just watch? Like that has never, that, that has never happened before that I've seen live. Like that doesn't happen. We don't watch the dolphins overcome three score deficits in the fourth quarter of a football game. And it's like, it's just continually progressed other than the three weeks he was out. But since then it's continually progressed where bro, third downs, chunk plays Tua. Tyreek, every time Tua steps back, you're looking for the deep ball. It's fun as hell, man. Like that that's that's why I'm so excited every Sunday. Yeah, man. It, it it's it's really unbelievable. It, it's been so much fun. The Dolphin fan, you can feel the buzz in the city. Um and like look, quite frankly, this city has been for the Dolphins to really take advantage of a time where the, this is always, it's been a big debate, you know, for people who are out of town, always a big day, football town, basketball town and the heat with their credibility of like, just, they always seem like they come through if not every year, every other year with some kind of flashy run. And right now it's like, you know, the heat in all honesty are kind of in this bland mode right now. They're, they're in the malaise of the start of the season. And the Dolphins just have everybody's attention. Like they're the they're the success story, right? Even the Panthers kind of off to a slow start. Mullins, Hurricanes, <laughs> embarrassing. And so, like, it's a really weird time where everybody you have one team in town that's amazing, but it's the team that everybody has been dying to be the team, and and that is what the city is feeling right now. Like you can genuinely you can genuinely just talk about the dolphins for 4 hours and it doesn't feel like homework because everybody just wants to talk about how awesome they are and you know i, I can't remember in my years down here it feeling like that because it's mostly like you're laughing at the clown show you're laughing at the embarrassment you're talking about lawsuits or coaches doing cocaine or bullygate or god knows what and instead we could just talk about this is the most fun thing in the sport right now. And it's awesome. And and, and, and I and, love it. And to your point, even when things were good with the Dolphins, they never felt great. And even if they were six and three, like in 2020, or even if they were above 500, like, like one of those years with Gates, I don't remember which one, but that one game in Indianapolis always sticks out at me where you needed to win to keep your chances in the playoffs. They're above 500 and it's third and nine, you're backed up in your own end zone, he runs a draw play, you punt it, you never get the ball back. Like that, that to me was the epitome of being a Dolphin fan, where even when things were good and looking like they were trending upward, you had that looming presence behind you constantly saying, you know, this is just not going to end up the way 
that you want it to end up. And it always ended up seven and nine or eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, that was yeah. that was what it was to be a Dolphins fan. I just it doesn't. And I and look, maybe this maybe we'll all end up being crushed by the end of this. I just <laughs> don't. Maybe we, maybe we will. But it's impo- the reason this feels different is. We've already seen, first of all, the catastrophic thing happen where Tua gets stretched off a field. It literally can't get worse than that. Um, when healthy, though, when these guys are functioning, I don't know what's going to stop that. Are there is are all the cornerbacks going to get faster? Right. Are you guys going to get smarter on Mike McDaniel's offense? Are is Tua going to get less accurate? I I I, I just yeah. It's football. Obviously, health is a question. I'm saying, like, if this, if this is the unit, if these are the guys they're bringing, if they're bringing that trio and that line, hell yeah, I feel like they could go and put up 28 points, uh, four touchdowns every single week, if not more. Yeah, it doesn't feel fluky. Like they're not they're not getting lucky to win some of these games. Have they gotten lucky in some of these these games? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're only winning because of luck. So that to me is is why it legitimizes this this potential run that they're on. And why I was so stoked they felt strong enough about this run to go make these acquisitions before the deadline. Because, you know, Pittsburgh dropping a couple of interceptions and then Kenny Pickett throwing uh, the, 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 the little duck up to Noah Igbenogany. Was that a little luck in the Dolphins' favor? Sure. But then the next two weeks, you come back and you win really good, solid performances on the road. Not against great teams, but you took care of business. Like, it wasn't fluky. And you're, as you just mentioned, the two guys you're supposed to get to ball, the ball to are unstoppable. So you're not getting lucky in these victories. Like to me, it just feels legit. Well, not only that, but like, yeah, if you want, okay, come at me with what, where you got lucky. I'll come at you with, you know, it's unlucky being told your starting quarterback has a concussion when he doesn't have a concussion. <laughs> like, and then you have to start some, some practice squad rookie out of nowhere. He has to come in with no snaps. So that's unlucky. I mean, we could talk about that, you know, so it's not like all the breaks have gone the Dolphins way this year either. 